Welcome to session number 129 of Scanner School. Today we're talking about or understanding how groups work in a Uniden DMA and Home Patrol style scanner. And before we start this week's podcast, I want to thank the supporters of Scanner School. So whether you're going to scannerschool.com slash support and you're supporting us at a one-time donation by going to PayPal. Maybe you're using our Amazon links before you make a purchase on Amazon. If you're looking for new hardware, you're using our Scanner Master links. Or even if you're using Butel software, before you make that purchase, you go and use our Butel links. And our brand new eBay links, if you're looking for used equipment. Your support helps keep the podcast going. I also want to thank those who help support us on Patreon. Now, Patreon is a month-over-month type of sponsorship platform. And there's three different tiers. The first tier for a buck a month, you're just help, helping to support us. And really, at the Patreon takes theirs, we're only getting pennies on a dollar, to be honest with you. At $3 a month, you're going to get the podcast delivered to you early. You get your own private podcast feed that you can actually get the podcast as soon as it's available. At the $5 level, you not only get the $3 level, but you also get squelchy stickers mailed directly to your home. Because at five dollars a month, it really equates to being about a dollar a week or a dollar per podcast is really what you're you're giving us. So again, I want to thank my Patreon supporters who are Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryan, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Richard Armstrong, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Okay, welcome back to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My maternity call sign is W2LIE, and this podcast is always here to help you learn more about the scanner radio hobby. Now, again, if this is your first week and the first time listening to Scanner School, let me say welcome. This podcast is released every week on Tuesday mornings, and we try and teach you something a little bit different every week when it comes to scanner radio hobby. So go ahead and take your device out of your pocket. Click on subscribe on your favorite podcast player of your choice, and we'll end up in your device every single week. Now, all the session notes we found online on our website, scannerschool.com slash session 129. Now, this week's podcast is a prerequisite for an upcoming podcast, which should be podcast number 131. And I'll explain in that podcast how to optimize your Uniden scanner for trunking. But we need to cover groups up front. Now, again, we did cover groups and DMA-style scanning in session number 65. So I could say, okay, we've already done that. Let's let's just go back over that reference. But I'm taking this one because it's just dealing with the groups. It's kind of all we're worried about right now are just the groups. So we're going to break that down. Now, again, groups are going to be very important when we talk about optimizing our scanners for trunking. So we're going to, like I said, just isolate things here. So let's do a quick recap and a quick review. Again, this is a very quick podcast episode. We're going to get right in and we're going to get right out and we're going to get things moving right now. So let's talk about the hierarchy here. In our Uniden DMA style scanners, now again, we're talking like the 
going back as early as the BC 246T, the BR330, T, BR, BR330, something or other. I forget now what that one is. Maybe it's a BR330T. The uh, the BCT15, the 15X, the 96P2, you know, the whole P2 range, the X range, the XT range, the T range, even the SDS100, SDS200, the 436 and 536 HP radios, they all fall under these. Even though they're kind of called something different in the Home Patrol models, right? They're called departments over there. They kind of still perform the exact same way here. So we're gonna, just going to lump them all in together. Okay, so we've got two things to look at here. We've got conventional and we've got trunking. So let's look at conventional first. Let's get this part of it out of the way because this is simple to kind of understand and we're going to leave this here and not go back to it. Okay, so for conventional, we have the following setup. We have a system, okay? The system is the container. Inside the system, which we're going to find as conventional, we have groups. You can have up to 20 groups in a conventional system. Each group is where you would define your frequency. So you would have system one, group one, frequency one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, etc., etc. Then system one, group two, frequency one, two, three, four, five. That's how you define and build the hierarchy when it comes to conventional. Now, in trunking, things are a bit different. You still have your systems, but inside your systems, you have sites. Inside the sites, you have your frequencies. Backtrack up one again to systems. Inside the systems, you also have your groups. Inside your groups, you have your talk groups. You can also make a group for your unit IDs or your radio IDs. Okay. It's confusing here, but we're going to get through this. So, again, what is a system? In a conventional world, a system is a collection of groups that contain frequencies that you want to scan. In a trunking world, a system is a collection of trunk sites with the frequencies and groups that contain talk groups and radio or unit IDs you'd like to scan. Now, systems can have quick keys defined and groups can also have quick keys defined. All right, if I haven't lost you yet, let's take a real world example. We're going to go into my scanner into a conventional system that I call Nassau County Fire. It's where I live, Nassau County on Long Island in New York, if you haven't figured that out by now. It's a conventional system and it's only going to hold conventional frequencies. Inside of this system for Nassau County Fire, I have 10 groups. Convenient because there's nine battalions in Nassau County, and I use a 10th group for countywide frequencies. So groups 1 through 9 are for battalions 1 through 9, and group 10 is for all my countywide stuff. Let's look at another example here. Suffolk County is one county to the east of me here on Long Island. I'm actually on the border, so I listen to both. Inside this system, I have 11 groups. Groups 1 through 10 are the divisions in Suffolk County Fire, and I have an 11th group for all the county-wide frequencies. Okay, now on your other side, this really quick break. We're going to go through how you take advantage of having groups 
in your conventional systems. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. All right, so before the break, I gave you two examples of conventional systems with groups defined. You have to think of groups as sub-banks in order to really grab a true mental picture on how all of this works. So again, in my Nassau County Fire Group, I'm really only interested in listening to Nassau County's 6th Battalion, which is the battalion that I live in, and the 9th Battalion, because eight blocks north of me is the border of the 9th Battalion. My department that I live in, again, I'm not a member of a department, but when I say my department, I mean the department that covers my location. We're in the 6th Battalion. We mutually a lot to the 9th Battalion. Okay, we're as north as you can go here basically before you go into the 9th Battalion. So when I set my scanners up for Nassau County Fire, I can either want to scan everything or primarily I'm looking for just 
sixth, and ninth. When I listen to Suffolk County, I'm more interested in the first division because the first division runs exactly where it, I we border up here on the county line. And maybe the second division because that's where I work. And when I drive to work every day, I drive through the 6th Battalion, up the 9th, through the 5th really quick. And then I go in the second division in Suffolk County. So maybe if I were to take the scanner with me in the car, I'd want to even be able to turn those off and on. So you can see how groups can kind of make smaller little scan lists inside of a system inside your scanner. But why don't we just want to make a bunch of scan lists up? Why don't I just want to have a scan list or a system for Battalion 1 and one for Battalion 2, etc., etc., etc.? Well, you start chewing up a lot of real estate in your scanner when you do that. And sometimes it's just easier to understand, like, if I want to listen to Nassau County Fire, I just hit one quick key button on my scanner, and it takes me right into Nassau County Fire. I don't have to think and scratch my head going, well, which button is the 6th Battalion? Which button is County Wire? Which button is the next county over? It's very easy to consolidate things when you have your systems like this. So, for example, again, I know on my scanner, if I did Bank 1 or Scan List 1, I'm going to go into Nassau County Fire. All 10 groups below that are still part of System 1. Again, System Key 2 would be defined, say, to Suffolk County Fire. And the 11 groups below that will be defined into 11 group key IDs. All right, let's take another look at something here. We can also use groups to help us with our naming in the scanner. Because we only have a 16 characters on a unit and scanner. And if you're going to put the name of, say, a borough, all right, let's talk about NYPD. I could set up NYPD as a scan list or a system in my scanner. And I'll make one group up for, let's say, citywide. One for Manhattan. One for, let's say, the Bronx, Queens, Kings, or Kings, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Staten Island. Now... I can then put each precinct into each particular borough in the group. And then I know when I look at the alpha tag on my scanner, it's going to say NYPD, Manhattan, 157. I'll know where that precinct is in there. Likewise, it will say NYPD, citywide, SOD. All right. Maybe not a super great example, but let's give you another one here. Random County, USA, right? Inside Random County, USA, we've got any town, small town, and big town. I don't know. I'm running out of – my creative juices are running dry here. Inside of any town, we have sheriff, fire, EMS, right? Same with big town and small town. Now, again, say we have any town sheriff administration or any town sheriff admin one. If we didn't break this down into groups, I would have to break this 16 characters into AT for any town, SO for sheriff's office, admin one. But if I make a quick key and define the alpha tag for each one as any town, small town, and big town, then all I gotta do is label my frequency as sheriff's admin one. Because the scanner is gonna tell me random county. Any town, and then Sheriff Admin 1. It gives you a lot more ability to carefully 
assign alpha tags to frequencies that make more sense. So it's not just a random mishmash of letters put together really quickly. Like in my case, usually I'll get rid of all the vowels. So that is just a string of consonants, which is painful on the eyes to begin with anyway. Okay, so now we got a pile of groups. We add quick keys to them. We can only add quick keys 0 through 9. That's all we have. We can't be like systems and do 99, all right? It's only 1 through 9 or, sorry, 0 through 9. So in the early example I gave you here, Nassau County Fire with 9 groups for each battalion, right? Battalions 1 through 9, groups 1 through 9, and countywide, I would set up for Battalion 1, quick key 1. Battalion 2, quick key 2. Battalion 3, quick key 3. Countywide, quick key 0. For Suffolk, I get more creative because Division 10 is all the way out east. So I tied in with Division 9 because I'm never going to hear them anyway where I am. So quick key 9 is battalion, uh, Divisions 9 and 10. And again, 0 becomes countywide. So how do we toggle this stuff off and on? Well, we can go into the scanner and go into uh, system setup, edit groups, set lockout. We could toggle the groups off and on. But if we set up a quick key for our groups, while we are scanning this system, we can actually hit the function button on the scanner and then toggle the group off and on. So example, if I'm scanning Nassau County Fire and I don't want to listen to battalions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, and 8, I could do function 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, and 8 to lock out those groups. Again, when you're looking at the scanner on the screen, you've got a row on uh, uh, the second row from the bottom is your system quick keys. And right below that are your group quick keys. So like I said before, this is a very quick podcast episode just to get the groundwork started for groups. We're going to need to know this information when we get to session 131, because in that session, we're going to talk about optimizing your scanner for trunking. So how did I do? Let me know what you think. Head over to scannerschool.com slash session 129 and leave me your feedback as a comment below this podcast episode. Remember, you can join us every week on Zello on Tuesday evenings at 9 p.m. U.S. time by going to scannerschool.com slash Zello. And again, we'll send you the information you need to sign into our weekly net, as well as a reminder before the net starts. Scanner School's Copyright 2020, Monitor Long Island, Inc. Again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LE. And this podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. I hope to catch you tonight on Zello or next week on our next podcast. 73, everyone.